teenager, Julian's age, with the shadow of his father's beard splotched unevenly across his jaw. He favored wine, judging by the empty glass hastily being refilled and the silver blush blooming across his cheeks. She remembered him at her uncle's funeral, a dutiful son standing stoic by a grave. Now he grinned easily, trading jokes with his mother. His eyes caught hers for a moment, glancing over Queen Annabel's shoulder to lock onto the Jacos girl in an old dress. He nodded quickly, acknowledging her stare, before returning to his antics and his wine. I can't believe she allows it, said a voice across the table. Corianne turned to find Alara Mirandus also staring at the royals, her keen and angled eyes narrowed in distaste. Like her parents, Alara's outfit sparkled, dark blue silk and studded white gems, though she wore a wrapped blouse with slashed cape sleeves instead of a gown. Her hair was long, violently straight, falling in an ash curtain of blonde over one shoulder, revealing an ear studded with crystal brilliance. The rest of her was just as meticulously perfect, long dark lashes, skin more pale and flawless than porcelain, with the grace of something polished and pruned into court perfection. Already self-conscious, Corianne tugged at the golden sash around her waist. She wished nothing more than to walk out of the hall and all the way back to the townhouse. I'm speaking to you, Jacos. Forgive me if I'm surprised, Corianne replied, doing her best to keep her voice even. Elara was not known for her kindness, or much else for that matter. Despite being the daughter of a ruling lord, Corianne realized she knew little of the Whisper Girl. What are you talking about? Elara rolled bright blue eyes with the grace of a swan. The queen, of course. I don't know how she stands to share a table with her husband's whore, much less his family. It's an insult, plain as day. Again, Corianne glanced at Prince Robert. His presence seemed to soothe the king and if the queen truly minded, she didn't show it. As she watched, all three crowned royals were whispering together in gentle conversation, but the crown prince and his wine glass were gone. I wouldn't allow it, Alara continued, pushing her plate away. It was empty, eaten clean. At least she has spine enough to eat her food. And it would be my house sitting up there, not his. It's the queen's right and no one else's so she'll be competing in Queen's trial then. Of course I will, fear snapped through Corianne, chilling her. Did she? Yes. A wicked smile spread across Alara's face. It burned something in Corianne, and she nearly fell back in shock. She felt nothing, not even a brush inside her head, no indication that Alara was listening to her thoughts. I she sputtered. Excuse me. Her legs felt foreign as she stood, wobbly from sitting through thirteen courses, but still under her own power, thankfully. Blank, 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 she thought, picturing white walls and white paper and white nothing in her head. Alara only watched, giggling into her hand. Corey, she heard Julian say, but he didn't stop her. Neither did Jessamine, who would not want to cause a scene. And her father didn't notice at all, more engrossed in something Lord Provost was saying. Blank, 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 blank.
Her footsteps were even, not too fast or too slow. How far away must I be? Farther, said Alara's sneering purr in her head. She nearly tripped over at the sensation. The voice echoed in everything around and in her, windows to bone, from the chandeliers overhead to the blood pounding in her ears. Farther, Jacos. Blank, 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 blank. She did not realize she was whispering the words to herself, fervent as a prayer, until she was out of the banquet hall, down a passage, and through an etched glass door. A tiny courtyard rose around her, smelling of rain and sweet flowers. Blank, 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 she mumbled once more, moving deeper into the garden. Magnolia trees twisted in an arch, forming a crown of white blossoms and rich green leaves. It was barely raining anymore, and she moved closer.